Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. February 10th, 2023. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Divi Issa, Mr. Alfred Kanawa. Tonight, let's talk about SmackDown, Rampage. We had a tag team title defense. We had Someone that may or may not have shown up. Did they? Stay tuned to find out more. We will cover <gasps> it all tonight on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Good to see you both. Great to see you guys. It's good to see you guys as well. Absolutely. Uh, exciting night. Somewhat. SmackDown. It, it had was, its moments. There was one storyline that ruled SmackDown. The rest of it felt like a filler. Hmm. I mean, you know, Elimination Chambers next week. Yeah. You got to get us there. It's going to be a hot show next week on SmackDown, too. The night before the chamber, they're going to yeah, be in Montreal. Some That'll really be a fun matches. SmackDown. Montreal both nights. Do they do? Do they give Kevin Owens... I guess they would have to give Sammy and Kevin Owens the dark match after SmackDown next week. Um, Because they can't do it. They can't do a dark no, match elimination. I don't see Kevin Owens anything. appearing. They need to stop you don't being think so? so entitled, please. They don't yeah, I think... Anything. I don't. <laughs> well, Issa going in on the Montreal Canadiens a week early. I don't think we see Kevin Owens until that pay per view. I think it'd be a mistake to just give that okay. away on SmackDown, especially a dark taping. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be exciting, though. Um, so tonight, and I had to take a poll because Sami Zayn said that it was a little, little weird how Ooh. Paul Heyman gazes at Roman Reigns like sunshine comes out of his ass. If if sunshine comes out of Roman Reigns' ass, I'm gonna put some tanning oil and I'm gonna lay there and take that vitamin D, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> Already, okay. It's gonna be one of those nights. Um, well, on my Twitter, I'm asking who looks at Roman Reigns with a more admiring gaze: Heyman Hustle or NYC Demon Diva? And by 545 to 45.5% NYC Demon Diva winning the poll currently. So Hell go, yeah. Issa. She better be winning that poll. Thank you. Thank you. I worked very hard for this. So It's almost like the other day I put a, I put a, oh, which three, which three wrestlers do you associate with me on Twitter? And everybody just responded Roman Reigns three times. I was proud of that. There you I go. can see that. All three iterations of Roman Reigns. Too. Yeah, somebody said exactly that. The the big dog Roman, the shield Roman, yeah, and the head of yeah. the table Roman. There you go. <laughs> what what about what about motivational youth pastor Roman from his early days in NXT? You know, where mm. he's just there oh, that was a, that was an too. incredible Roman too. OG we, Roman. That we Roman love, we love all Romans. That Roman was actually closer to head of the table Roman than uh, a lot of his yeah. early main roster. Incarnation. Yeah, which is why when they were trying to book him like an underdog, it didn't make sense if you know 
what Roman was doing on the beginning of his days in NXT. It was just like, no, go back to being the cocky guy. Like, that's what that's what I wanted to see. But I always liked him, regardless. But he just hadn't reached his final form. Now, here we are, and we're so lucky. We're so lucky. Mia Lee, 499 Super Chat, saying, is it bad that I'm more interested in seeing what Scarlett's going to wear than seeing Karrion Cross? And why does Michael Cole keep throwing shade at Top Dollar? I don't know if they're building something between Top Dollar and Michael Cole, but judging on how Hit Row is booked tonight, I don't think they're building anything with Hit Row, unfortunately. <laughs> Michael Cole's going to face everyone at WrestleMania. Bailey called him out. Top Dollar's about to call him out. Like, Michael Cole is in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Michael Cole's going through a table courtesy of Top Dollar sooner rather than later. Really? Because they're heels. I mean, Michael Cole is more neutral and leans babyface, so it doesn't neutral. seem like they're building him up as a heel. He's not neutral when it comes to he's not neutral when it comes to top dollar. He's a straight up heel. But I would agree with the Scarlet comment. I'm in the same boat where I'm like, okay, her outfit looks great. Everything else, I don't care. Yeah, it's a lot of packaging with Karrion Cross, especially to this point, and not a lot of substance behind that. Yeah. Very odd. Uh, let's jump into the news. Let's do it. What a busy news week we've had. Starting with CM Punk. Cousin Phil is back in the news. And it looks like, according to Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, CM Punk will be available to return <laughs> in a couple of months. Nobody's saying he's absolutely come back. There's really, nobody knows what's going on. You know, Tony Khan, of course, has been very mum on this situation, hasn't really said much. There's just been a bunch of speculation, but CM Punk will be available to return, whatever that means. I do have an article on Forbes right now entitled, CM Punk's AEW return is a terrifying possibility, reeking of desperation. So you know how I feel about this. How do you feel about CM Punk potentially returning to AEW ESA? I mean, they were. I, I feel like there's a reason why they protected what his status is, uh, other than obviously legal reasons. But, you know, the elite came back. I do think it will be, I, I don't want to say desperation, but dare I say they might need it. I mean, they, 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 they're putting on great wrestling in their shows. And it made me realize on Wednesday that maybe I watch wrestling not for wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to everyone else? Yeah. Right. No, look what happened tonight. I was more excited to see Jay come back than anything yeah. else on that show. And that had nothing to do with the matches in the ring. There, there's got to be some story to it. And there's not a lot of stories. And I hate to say it. They did build some really good stuff when CM Punk was there. Especially his field with MJF. That was peak. And they haven't been able to do anything like it since. CM Punk needs to come back and feud with Colt Cabana. And let's just settle it once and for all. Let's get it. That might turn into a shoot. I mean, we got to be careful. That's what I was going to say. We're trying to for him to not be to as toxic as he was when he no, left. And that's why you want to book him? <laughs> that's how he shows that he's grown and changed. But he hasn't. And he puts Colt over. Colt has to win that feud. He's never oh, good luck with change. that. See, now that's a pipe dream. I think CM Punk coming back is more likely than him doing the job to Colt Cabana. And it does seem, I did predict that CM Punk would come back. And I fully do expect him to come back. It does seem like AEW is getting a little more desperate. I mean, that episode of Dynamite, it had its moments. But there, as we'll get into with these news stories, there was a lot of desperation. And it just seemed like a company 
desperate to get back in the headlines because WWE is dominating wow. that space right now because desperate. of WrestleMania season. They've got multiple very hot storylines, and AEW just doesn't have that. I don't think Brian Danielson versus MJF is a hot match that people don't know who's going to win. There's no hot characters in AEW who are rising up right now, I don't feel. And it just feels like, for obvious reasons, the momentum is not there for AEW right now. And CM Punk, their biggest draw being on the table to come back, I absolutely think that down the road he'll be back. AEW, is that going to be like your YouTube video title on the Oh, I got it out. I got it out. It's like AEW desperate exclamation point question. Oh, mark. I love I love your video today, pro wrestling bits uh, here oh. on YouTube. I I, th- I was like, let him cook, let him cook. Yeah, okay. He's, they're okay. in panic mode right now, but I do think there's some good and some bad. We'll get into what you guys. I can't wait to hear you guys' uh, thoughts on the MJF promo, which. Uh, but I did actually... think you sparked some good conversation on your comment section with that video. Was so, at least when I watched oh, it, there was okay. a, a lot of really good back and forth on that. Yeah, shout out to the Pro Wrestling Bits comment section. They're always very lively. They don't always agree with me, and that's what I love about them, is that we always have very fruitful debates, and I always learn a lot from that comment section. But yes, they are very lively about the discussion of AEW right now. And uh, a lot of people within AEW, in terms of, you know, a lot of AEW fans, really kind of turning on them in terms of them taking the titles off of the acclaimed and then the MJF mm. promo, which uh, garnered a lot of police calls to Nassau police, you know. <laughs> I said it. I said it. I said it. I think this man just confessed to I said it in my stream. I said I think he just confessed to a crime and the way that I know how some wrestling fans can be, it's just not gonna be good. <laughs> wow. Let's talk about that. That's our next news story. MJF cut a very controversial promo, another origin story from MJF, speaking about his high school days driving a Chevy Camaro and getting into a car accident where he switched seats with the woman who he got in a car accident with to avoid getting his license impounded or his car impounded or whatnot, uh, basically committing vehicular manslaughter in many people's words. And a lot of fans took this to heart and they called the Nassau police and I don't know how many there are. I know some people said 300, which is not true. Some people said it wasn't any at all, but it's somewhere in the middle. There were people who did call the Nassau police to report MJF as an investigation. Are you worried about MJF being a free man, Isa? I was more worried about the fact that he was sitting in a very, very cheap futon and he like comes out <laughs> and says that he's rich every week. And if that's the character that he's putting out, he's handing out bags of money, they, they, the props department should work on the presentation. Because although we see like 80 water bottles because they stay hydrated, the bloodline locker room does look different. It does look like it belongs to them. They did not. They just threw a room in there for him and it didn't look like the room for your extra mega rich champion so once i saw the futon which i pulled it up on my stream you guys can see it it is the cheapest available on walmart that's what they had him sitting on <laughs> he started talking about blowjobs and he lost me <laughs> he became a meme too he's got that uh, i don't know if we can do that on uh got one let's of those, not you know? let's not let's not it's gonna come back to haunt us later but <laughs> yeah. i i personally felt like it was a miss for me i once i got to the end and i, I okay you're gonna do whatever it takes when you're put in that situation you could have said that a lot easier. I personally felt it was in poor taste. We just lost Jay Briscoe to a car mm. accident. I just didn't like anything about it in this particular case. I'm still, I, I just, I could, I feel like that message could have been delivered a lot different. But if you wanted to say you, you got your wee wee sucked on national television, it probably means you're still a virgin. <laughs> Glenn, what did you think? Did you see this promo? Do you have any thoughts? I've not seen the promo. I heard about it. I mean, look, MJF, I don't think cares. I think, I mean, that's, he's living the gimmick more than any other wrestler. And um, I'm not defending his actions, 
by any means, but I think that he's going to go out there and do his thing. And whether you like it, love to hate it, or genuinely hate it, he really doesn't care. That's- I completely agree with you, Glenn, and I will defend his actions. We talk about all the time on this podcast about how a lot of people think that they're entitled to having to like the heel in order to boo them. I like when heels are actually despicable people. And even though MJF is fighting an uphill climb and a lot of people do like MJF, the character, he is willing to do anything possible to make people legitimately despise him. So all this cancellation talk about MJF, I guarantee you without a shadow of a doubt, he 100% loves it. No matter what the narrative or reason as to why people didn't like this promo, MJF is here for people hating him because of this promo. So I like the spirit of a guy committed to being a heel. I absolutely love that. Having said that, this promo came out of nowhere in terms of where it fits in the storyline, mm-hmm. which is about breaking Brian Danielson's arm. Mm. So it's week after week of I'm going to break Brian Danielson's arm. And then one week randomly, oh, one time I committed vehicular manslaughter. It's like, wait, what? Where did this come from? So it was random. And I'm if he, if he just- crashed the car during the act, does that mean maybe he's not used to it? Like the, he cannot control his emotions? He, typically, you should be able to continue <laughs> driving while it's going on. If you're a pro at this, it might, I mean, he was in well, high school. It might have been his first time, you know? <laughs> No, I'm not even gonna watch. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say maybe it's like a world according to Garp situation, and that's why he's so frustrated because maybe maybe that didn't go so well for MJF. You know, <laughs> that was worth it. MJF is kind of an algorithm. I love the MJF character, but I'm noticing a lot of repetitiveness with this character and a lot of limitation has how AEW books him. It's always the final boss booking where you have to jump through hoops. It's always mm-hmm. the origin story. Well, this happened to me when I was a kid. And then the AEW affiliate saying, oh no, it's true. It actually didn't. Okay. <laughs> To quote the great Chris Rock, lie to me. Like, come up with something creative that isn't true that maybe you can sink your teeth into. But a lot of MJF is starting to be repetitive to me in terms of how this character yeah. is Yeah. But, yeah, NJF is yeah. my favorite thing in AEW, and I can absolutely at least agree to that critique because I'm starting to feel a little bit where it's just like going into revolution, the whole Brian's got to beat all these people, and we know he's going to beat all of these people. Also, I hate to say this, but an Iron Man match is the last thing I wanted to see MJF in. Yeah. It's not anything that I ever fantasized. Him against Brian, yes. Mm. In an Iron Man, no, give me that, but like Brian versus Omega, which that that is it. But when they announced the stipulation, I was like, I do think, and I'm looking forward to the match because this could really make him into a wrestler to a different level because we all know him as the character guy, the heel, which I don't believe. I think MJF has put some bangers on pay-per-view. That one that he did against Darby is one of my favorite matches that he's done. But I do not think that people go to his wrestling as the first thing that you think about. And I think this match could make that for him. But thinking, I, I just never thought in my brain I want to see MJF in an Iron Man match. So it, can, yeah. it takes away the excitement, the excitement level of it. But Alfred, to your point that heels aren't supposed to be liked, I mean, look, if he really wanted to, he could go out there and say some easy offensive things that would even like upset Jim Cornette. And Jim Cornette would be like, that crosses the line. Like, you <laughs> so can what get- are you saying? He's gonna, he's gonna come out and be like Vince Russo and then Jim no, Cornette. No, I'm, 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 I'm saying you could go out there and get heat and get everyone to hate you. That's not right. hard. The way the, the challenge is how do you do it in a way that's creative or unique? So, to your point, like, yeah, it does, it totally seems random that this would be what he would choose, you know? Yeah, and that's where the desperation aspect, I think, comes in. Because I do think this was a desperate swing. Like, what can we do to get people talking? I feel like they thought about that first before they thought about the angle. Whereas with WWE, time after time, with a lot of these Bloodline storylines, you can tell they thought it out in advance in terms of why things happen. And that's what I like about it. This is wrestling. I mean, you know, what what was it Marty Gennetti did on Facebook a couple years ago? 
where oh, he it was just a crime as well. Confessed to murdering somebody. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he murdered, he like, murdered uh, a man. He killed a allegedly. guy. <laughs> I mean, you know, repeated blows to the head. Uh, maybe you don't have the best impulse control sometimes. Janetti killed a guy. Janetti killed a guy. Yeah, I mean, impulse control. What to say? You know, like uh... no, but I mean, I I want to see where it goes. It's just. It's not wow. just MJF. I feel like this whole pay-per-view. I mean, they have one match built. Yeah. It's in two weeks. You have months to build it. Like, this whole pay-per-view, I don't feel the momentum that I felt going into other pay-per-views for AEW. Yeah. Well, I'm shocked with this. Uh, Tina Miller, $10 Super Chat. Thank you, Tina, saying, unlike some, you, I heart AEW, but I agree. I'm so upset about the booking of talent. Their stories are stupid and don't make sense. Revolution is a special place in my heart, and right now it looks weak. Yeah, too much wrestling, not enough creative. And I emphasize the word creative in terms of the everything I feel like with AEW, I'm noticing they insist on a lot of things being reality based. Like even Will Hobbs are doing this book of Hobbs, which I think is great. But all these stories are absolutely true, which, okay, that's a cool, quirky stat, but that's also lazy. Like, let's get creative with this Will Hobbs thing. Maybe you can sit down and think of something that's even more amplified. Like everything has to be real. Where's the creative aspect of this company? all these stories are absolutely true do they do any of them sound far-fetched or they all sound like no that sounds pretty believable yeah they do though yeah you hear these stories even the mgf story it's not like it didn't sound far-fetched it was just wild it was just a wild admission of guilt that i could see somebody in new jersey my favorite yeah my favorite thing was the picture that started roaming on social media of him in high school next to the blue camaro where i was like yo (laughs) i love it because they do they do a lot of that oh it's for real the thing that works with creative sometimes is when you're doing a creative storyline and you sprinkle some truth into it but it's still a creative there was still a process which wwe does that recently (laughs) do you ever have friends that tell you the crazy they're like they build up like i gotta tell you the craziest thing that ever happened to me like oh really like okay hit me so that's like i was in my car and i was driving and i was listening to wyclef and then i i pull up with the light and look over and there's wyclef and i'm like wyclef i'm listening to you and he's like yeah peace look it out bro and then he drove away and i'm like okay that's kind of random but that's not like the craziest thing yeah. now if you would have said like wyclef would have been like stop rapping along to my song you're ruining it and you're like screw you wyclef what'd you do with those funds and then you got i got fist fight with wyclef that would be the craziest shit and then akon shows up yeah, yeah. i love that but you know, Come then, back. okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, don't talk about MJF like that. Come on now. And then cannabis was like, yo, whoop black left ass for me. And I'm just saying, <laughs> like, it could be that'd be the craziest, but just merely like a weird coincidence, you know. I mean, it, sure it's interesting, but it's not the craziest thing. Yeah, we gotta get uh Whitecliff on this show. <laughs> yeah. What's Whitecliff up to these days? If you're watching Whitecliff, please open invite. Um but uh, to our point about MG- AEW being kind of stagnant right now, 899,000 viewers for AEW Dynamite. And if you looked at the quarter hours, they really didn't perform well. They nosedived almost every quarter, and it went down to 708,000 for the main event, which is the lowest rated Damn. quarter. Obviously, the acclaim is their hottest act. So it's more so the gun club in terms of not really being built up for this win, which was a very shocking win, caused a lot of controversy, and the AEW fan base did what they do best and turned on the product in terms of getting mad at AEW. And uh, I really thought it was a very ugly ending that left me with a bad taste in my mouth for what was a pretty good show. And, you know, we were talking about this uh, on the latest episode of the podcast I do with Jeff Gersman, Game Boys to Men, about how Sega rose to prominence. I mean, they had some, some good titles, but they were the anti-Nintendo. And that's why people love Sega, but people turned on Sega so fast. 
I love that you brought that up because I just left it on Alfred's comment section when I was like, I feel like there was a period of time that AW didn't feel like competition. It felt like an alternative. And I enjoyed mm -hmm. it so much more back then where it was just like, I wasn't watching somebody trying to outdo WWE or copy WWE. I was watching something completely different and I enjoyed it. And I don't know that it feels that way anymore. Great point. Great point. Can't wait to give that a like and a heart. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, and speaking of the quarter hours, really quickly, um, the quarter hour on Raw with Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman, so non-wrestling to our points, did over 2 million, 2 million, 27,000 in the third hour. It is rare if it ever happens. Very rarely does it happen that the third hour is the highest rated hour, but it was with Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman. They gained 200,000 in the quarter. I gotta tell you something. I was about to like do my turning the screen off, but I can't. That was an <laughs> that was an old time classic promo wow. between the two of them. I did think that that Heyman owned Cody in that promo at the end. That turn was beautiful. I'm not surprised. That is that is a promo that I have sent out to people that maybe yes. don't watch wrestling anymore. Like I sent it out so people are getting hyped for WrestleMania. I loved it. I'm not shocked that it did so well. That is something that even when you see them just face each other, you start texting people like, yo, this is happening. Mm -hmm. I didn't think this buildup would start until after Elimination Chamber. It was very well done to put the focus back on Cody. Which is yeah. kind of interesting, right? That here they've got this match. Um, I, th I think it hurt tonight a little bit. I think it hurt the build to Elimination Chamber, given that they're just making it seem so inevitable. I think they actually could have ridden this momentum. I mean, you know, I know you don't have it offhand, but I mean, look at the rating that Raw did or that SmackDown did last Friday. And you have to think that maybe by just holding it off another week, the, you know, the rating was there because they announced Roman. Go ahead. That's the only People were chanting for Sammy. Sammy came out. It was huge. It was huge. Yeah, because was they were waiting for they were waiting for Roman to beat him up and say, "Tell them to stop screaming your name," like he did to the camera. <laughs> Tell them to stop screaming your name. Yeah. I, I don't think this rate is going to be as high, but I do think that the quarter that the Usos match, I think that's going to do a big number because there was legitimate curiosity of whether or not Jay was going to show up, and I think a lot of people mm -hmm. tuned in to see what was going to happen there. Yeah, I think the opening segment uh, is going to do well tonight as well. So what, should we hop into it? That's all the news? Yeah, just one more uh, shout out to the bunny. She has a concussion and oh, a potentially yeah. broken orbital bone. Took a very, very nasty bump on dynamite. Uh, so she's on the men. Shout out to the bunny. That's tough. She broke her. Oh, man. I didn't know. I know she got it. It's not official that it's broken, but they do believe there is definitely damage to it. They do believe okay. it might be broken, but that hasn't been confirmed yet. Man. Uh, yeah. Wishes for a speedy recovery. Um, we open tonight with this drama of how were the Usos going to defend their tag team titles in the main event when we only had the Uso to open in, open the show. No solo. Kind of crazy. Everybody was wondering what was going on with Jay gone. So Jimmy was there talking to Paul and uh, set that up. Paul went out and cut this promo at the beginning, started talking some trash uh, about Sammy in addition to referencing Cody. And then Sammy attacked from nowhere to a pretty decent sized pop from the crowd and mm -hmm. got on the mic and cut a rebuttal promo. Issa, what did you think of this opening segment? Uh, it wasn't my favorite promo back and forth in regards to the storyline. I've seen better. I think, I mean, I like seeing Sammy come out uh, the, I love seeing the crowd reaction, but 
it wasn't my favorite. I'm sorry. It was just, no, I, I, maybe no. it was the fact that there was like a video package and we went into this recap of what happened for five minutes. And then we have a lot of talking for another 10 minutes. It just, it didn't set the vibe and it just, with Solo not being there, Roman not being there, and it should have been all about the Usos. I get why they put Sammy there and it showed later on, but this felt a little long-winded for me. Yeah, and the reason that this really didn't hit for me, and I think for a lot of people, and who knows if this is on purpose by WWE in terms of sabotage, but like we just saw one of the greatest television segments I've ever seen between Cody and Paul Heyman, and they played out that same exact dynamic. So seeing the number one contender with Paul Heyman, you're immediately thinking, okay, so I'm going to compare this to the Cody segment. And this didn't even hold a drop of water to that. that you brought so, that up because well, I, I mentioned that earlier, but it was like the last time we saw Paul Heyman, he's cutting an all-time great segment yeah. on raw and tonight he was just he felt like he was just saying words not even yeah. like anything that mattered and uh i can't i can't believe sammy even if i wanted to i'm sorry glenn i can't sammy saying oh, i'm on, gonna take on. the title roman doesn't have to worry about oh, cody let it's me tell comedy you. it's, it's well, let me tell you why mjf cheap futon like well, it, it, i don't well, let me tell it. you why let me tell you why you know why Wait, glenn this is the legitimate conspiracy against Sami Zayn, and oh, based no. on what, no, hear me out on this. Hear me I know, out. No, I just think it'll conspiracy, Sammy. But it's true. I like that's this. why. And, and then you, no one would believe it because oh, Sammy had this comedy conspiracy thing, so no one's going to believe the real conspiracy. It was just to throw you off. It was a false flag. No, here's the deal. Okay, like we talked about a week ago on this show. We were like, this Cody thing feels kind of like they're going to have to to make this work because right now there's so much momentum for Sammy and versus Roman and Elimination Chamber, people want that mania. Alfred, to your point, you're like, that's not going to happen. If the fans say it's going to happen, WWE is not going to let that happen. That whole thing with Vince, like they're going to cheer for who we tell them to cheer for. And I think they moved up that Cody Heyman promo to this Monday because they knew that it would put Cody at the front of the spotlight and people would stop bugging them about, oh, it should be a triple threat. Sammy should be a mania. They did this on purpose to cool Sammy and Roman. They yeah, know Elimination Chamber is going to be hot already because of montreal but they did this specifically to squash down the fan demand for sammy to be in the mania match against roman i wouldn't put it past them that they were sabotaging sammy by putting him in an identical segment with paul Heyman and not making it look as good but i don't think wwe is sweating this idea that the fans are going to bug them and turn on them if you even saw this segment the cody segment he brought up sammy Zayn, mm -hmm. opening himself up for people to chant we want sammy and boop that didn't happen nor and sammy brought up cody Cody's a draw. sammy brought up yeah. cody tonight. sammy They're brought up cody and they cheered up, for him so... they did not yeah. boo cody when he brought yeah him up. but they WWE's know he's not scared like when they were scripting in the brian danielson storyline they were going out of the way to not mention him so that no, people wouldn't because they hijack knew. the show. Exactly. Because they knew. See, they're yes. doing it smarter this time. And they're like, oh, yes. well, if Cody says something nice about Sammy, keep it all good. Make it seem, you know, like, oh, we're tossing him a bone. No, th th this conspiracy runs deep to the highest levels. I'm just going to sit back and relax because obviously my favorite is Roman. I don't have to go back and forth. Like the two of you, you guys are fighting over who's going to lose to my favorite at WrestleMania. It's great to be me. It's great to be a Roman Reigns fan. I don't want to, I actually tend to agree with a lot of what Glenn's saying. I mean, Sammy will lose, and it will be Cody who beats Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And I sure, can't I'll wait see you Olive Garden. Bring your credit card. I'll make sure to be really hungry that day. Man, this Applebee's going to be lit. I'm telling you right now. That's sirloin, steak, and shrimp. Wait. Oh, God. You okay, got to have so some of that, Issa. So, Issa, really hungry. How many breadsticks to Olive Garden? Like, how many <laughs> breadsticks is that equal to Olive Garden? Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll get the. I'll get the the marinara cheese. Okay, sauce, you gotta get yeah, you gotta to get the extra, the you know. Sauce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
I think my record is three baskets of breadsticks at Olive Garden. Wait, baskets? Mm. I thought you were three breadsticks. Three yeah, three <laughs> baskets of breadsticks. Damn. It's a, I don't even, can... and I don't, I, I, I'm sabotaging myself here because I don't even touch the salad either because yeah. then I won't eat my actual entree. I suck at this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I should have made, I try to make a bet about drinking. I can drink all night, but eating, I'm not a big eater, but I'm going to make the most of it. Even if I had to just put it on a to-go to box, I'm going to order. The more breadsticks you eat, the more you can drink and not get drunk. Think you can do both. Way. Applebee's has a great yeah. drink menu, so we can do that too. Sure. Sure. Too bad we're not going there. No, but this okay. this is it's funny given the storyline a year ago. This is the legitimate conspiracy against Sami Zayn. I like He's that angle. Point. They should play that and they should play that out that this is a conspiracy against Sami. No, and that he knows because now he can't say anything because that was his gimmick before. See, this was this, this is the true 4D chess that WWE is playing with Sami Zayn because now he can't do that. They're he still behind him, though. He got set up, man. Yeah. No, he did get set up. Absolutely. This is to keep him down. Uh, she yeah, he, he got him. set up to compete for the world championship, which I don't think was in the cards, maybe not even a couple of months ago, let alone now. So he should just be happy with this. It's like, listen, we're going to watch the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Chiefs. One team won the NFC, one team won the AFC. Sami Zayn is going to lose the AFC championship, and he's just got to go to the back of the line. That's simple. James Cody Ellsworth, already won the NFC. Ellsworth competed for the world championship. Oh, there you go. Yeah, come on. Are we comparing yeah. Sami Zayn to James no. Ellsworth? Have more faith in your boy. <laughs> Sheet Black 999 saying, no, no, Glenn, who turned on Sega? Sonic the Hedgehog, Streets of Rage, Power Series 1 and yes. 2, NFL 2K, NBA 2K, etc. The Dreamcast, one of the best systems ever. This now, let me, tell you, let me tell you about uh, something called the 32X. Let me tell you about something called the Activator. Let me tell Jaguar. you about Sega VR, which never came out. Uh, Sega, Sega had a lot of failures Sega in between CD. the high points. Yeah. I mean, Night Trap is a banger, man. That game is awesome. Uh, hey, just, just like she, I never turned on Sega. I never, ever as a child, I, the first time I ever played Super Nintendo was as an adult. I never really? touched Super Nintendo. I was always a Sega guy to the day I D.I.E. Wow. I mean, there's some good stuff and I was a big Sega fan, but they did, they did lose their mind for a while and make some really bad games. Yeah. And Super Mario World is fire. I'll say yes. that. Uh, so that was the opening tonight. Then we went to Seamus and Drew McIntyre versus Hit Row. <laughs> oh, oh, my guy, Top Dollar. I hate it had to be him. And there, you know what? And okay, speaking of conspiracy, like he's not even putting out raps against Michael Cole. He should like, be. He should be. You think maybe they said to him, like, don't, don't, hundred percent, don't advance storylines on social media anymore. Or maybe he was afraid of the clapback. From Michael Cole? <laughs> you think yeah. Cole would have bars for him? Yeah, no, but he's going to keep burying him every week on TV, and that hurts more than a tweet that he puts out that not a lot That's of people true. see. I will say this. If Top Dollar had fire, and he will, I mean, and Michael Cole brought attention to that on commentary, Michael Cole could be bodying himself by driving people to click on that Top Dollar diss track. I think that Michael Cole would. Oh my God, a Michael Cole diss track. Yes, I need it actually. And he could put samples of Michael Cole in the diss track for some of the rhyme. Like you could do a really good job. I feel like Top Dollar, or I think Michael Cole gained all the weight that Top Dollar lost. It looks like and Top Dollar looks really good. He looks He's great. Really dropped a lot of weight. Hmm. Hmm. But this was a squash match. They did yeah. they even get any offensive maneuvers in? This was just a complete this, and, squash. And just. So they like it's just I I don't understand why they brought them back to treat them this way. Yeah, I think maybe they had some plans for them initially. Although there was a lot of people that Triple H brought back that have done nothing, and 
when he did that flop over the top rope and there's no getting over it. It's just like when T Titus O'Neil fell at the Greatest War Rumble. When you have certain blunders, unless you're Mandy Rose who fell down, nobody said anything about her. But if you have certain blunders, WWE with certain people just can't help themselves but make fun of them for the rest of their lives. Um, the, yet the Viking Raiders and Valhalla got a very credible video package. No, they don't. It's the same thing. I know. Hey, did you think they shot this at Ren Fair last weekend? I definitely. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to face they James and Drew McIntyre next week. They're going to lose. Uh, Lacey Evans versus What's Drew Pac McIntyre doing at WrestleMania? He seems like the odd man out. There's so many people where they're hot and you can see them in a program, but I don't have any clue what they're going to do with Drew McIntyre. What if he and Sheamus drive out the bang bus? Yes. As the, the banger, banger bus. Be careful. Bus. Wrong bus, my guy. <laughs> Sorry, the banger bus. <laughs> they can drive that too? Hey. What sponsorship opportunity? You know, WWE's always having these sponsors match. Like, that's the match, you know, the Bang Bus match. They have a match on the Bang Bus. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch it. Someone would get car sick. It seems <laughs> like a recipe, you know? Like, you ever try and tie your shoes in a moving car or read? Like, it's, it's tough, man. Yeah. Like, have you tried peeing in a moving car? That's a disaster, especially if you're wearing gray pants. <laughs> Terrible. Isn't, a friend of mine. isn't that why snapple bottles exist? Like, because you need <laughs> yeah. the wide. What is happening? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Lacey Evans versus Carmen Harris. Nice uh, little squash match. Yeah. And Lacey called her a nasty. The nasty's back. Lacey Evans is doing the nasty again. Doing the nasty. I mean, this is a squash match. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wait until they give me something with Lacey Evans. Then I'll have my opinions. But Lacey Evans is still on the roster. Yes. Um. Okay. So Sony Deville was complaining to Adam Pierce. Chelsea Green walked in to complain, and uh, two of them took on, or gonna take on Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. But before that. Uh, before that, we had the Usos versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. After all this tournament, after the Ricochet-Braun surprise team-up that stole America's hearts. Team Flippy Flopper! After all this build, Jimmy and Jay were back together for this match. And they successfully defended their Tag Team Championships. No, you don't, you, you're, you're underselling that moment. That was better than the conclusion of any romantic comedy I ever seen. That was that was better than any telenovela in Telemundo that I grew up watching. That moment was everything. They had the announcer wait, start wait to announce. Wait a second, wait a second. Better than the end of Pretty Woman. Edward gets out of the limo, climbs up the fire escape, and kisses Vivian and have their moment. You're saying, yeah, it was better, better than that. that. Yeah, better, was better than that. the end of Coming to America. I said any. Uh, where they're on the subway so and then keep he goes asking and back. the answer is going to be the same he goes back to Zamunda at the wedding and it turns out it's Lisa and he's just like oh my god yeah. I don't think it's that. better than the end of coming to America but pretty woman yes better <laughs> than the end of Crocodile Dundee with the shouting back and forth in the subway the walking I to one that another movie since I was like two okay I'm just I'm just making sure I'm just being clear on the romantic comedy yeah 
That's fine. Okay. It was better than all of them. Those movies are pussies anyways. At least here, people <laughs> fight each other at the end. You know, I don't want to see people be in love. I want to see people fight. Better okay. than the end of The Princess Bride. His name is Indigo Montoya. He kills the, the man with six uh, fingers. Yes, Wesley Glenn. and Buttercup are back together. Uh, Fred Savage has learned all about love. Unless you have a movie in which Bad Buddy comes and starts singing a concert in front of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns wrestling each other, the answer is going to be yes. Okay. <laughs> that didn't happen in the same movie Bad Bunny was in? Was that movie that he was in? Yeah, oh, Bullet Train. Bullet no, he got train killed, man. He got killed in oh. Bullet Train. He got train. killed pretty quick in Bullet Train. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's in flashbacks yeah, we... more than he's in the movie. Um, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I should clarify. Like my favorite movies are like The Exorcist, Fight Club. Like I'm not into this kind of movie, so Okay. How did you react? Did you cry when Bad Bunny was Knight. was murked? Did you cry when he died? No, I didn't. I didn't. It was spoiled for me already. So, unfortunately, I kind of knew what I was in for. You're saying that. better than the end of Ghost where Whoopi Goldberg is making out with Demi Moore, but it's the ghost of Patrick Swayze channeling through Whoopi. Better than that. Yes. Even though okay. I'm a big fan of Girl and Girl, well, yeah, it was better than that. <laughs> <laughs> 499 saying drinking vodka and club soda didn't watch wrestling tonight. Was watching Jujitsu Kaizen. Just here to listen to y'all debate. And there's a lot to debate. Oh, yeah, we're a draw. Okay, can I go back to telling the crowd, like people yes. like She Black who were not watching the okay, show? Describe you completely it, describe, describe understood the moment. To, no, don't interrupt yeah. me. I let you speak. Let me speak, okay? Uh, you completely <laughs> understood that people are here in the chat telling you I didn't even watch it. It is our job to deliver to them exactly how it went down. And you're just over here like, yeah, Jay Uso showed up and they won. Like, what? Okay, oh, I think we've been waiting for Jay Uso to figure out where he's at for two weeks now, and you're just like, yeah, he showed up. Come but on. We still don't Glenn. know where he's at. We still don't know where he's at. Well, he was there tonight, and he showed up, and he came through the crowd after they they were starting to announce. It was a really good moment. Like, it, with all jokes aside, it was very well executed. The she fans did pop huge for that. Yeah. yeah, she starts announcing Jimmy. Jimmy looks up. He comes to the crowd. Like, it was the dramatics of it. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes storyline can outdo the wrestling, right? It didn't matter. This was a great match. But that moment right there, it was really, it got people in the fields. And my favorite part was Jimmy's face. The way that he sold seeing Jay there. Like, it was such a beautiful moment between brothers. I've been saying it. This match has nothing to do with the drama with Sami Zayn. He's, I don't think he's ever going to walk away from his brother. Bloodline, yes. But I think he'll still be there for Jimmy. Um but yeah, I just, if you guys didn't watch, I will go back and watch that moment because it was very, very well executed by them. It was good storytelling. I, th I thought it was funny how Jimmy was alone and Samantha Irvin just kind of like solemnly goes, and the champion, competing all by himself. Yes. <laughs> and he has to cut her off because Jay's coming back. She goes all the way to Jimmy, defending, she's defending the championships yeah. all by himself, Jimmy, yeah. and he like stops her, and you see Jay all hyped up coming with his two belts. It was, it was so well done. I was really happy for this, and I mean, we kind of knew he was going to show up, but I, I just personally thought the way that everybody sold it was super, super well done. It was a good moment. It's okay. It's because it wasn't Sammy saying you're all salty. I mean, I'm not it. saying it was better Glenn than the ending to Ghost, but no, it was good. It was good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. 
I, I legitimately Bing Bing. actually have not seen Ghost in a long time, and now you got me wanting to watch it. Because now I'm here like, holy yeah. shit, I haven't watched that movie in forever, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We rewatched Ghost like maybe three months ago, and we were flipping channels, and I was like, oh, it's the pottery scene. We're going to kind of make fun of this. And then we got right? drawn in, and at the end of it, like wiping away tears. <laughs> we're just like, this is a really good movie. Oh, that's amazing! I I can't yeah. I can't even recall a lot of the movies. That's how long it's been since I seen it. So now you got me like, man, I should watch some of these movies you brought up. Yeah, Ghost Ghost is it's good. still better than Pretty Woman, though. Pretty Woman, I think, is overrated. Wow, I didn't say it, but it's true. Although I watch it now, and I have my theory that I tweeted Jason Alexander that it's a much more exciting movie if you think that his character Stucky is the one that killed Skinny Marie, and he's like out like murdering sex workers. It makes the movie far more interesting when you watch it. Uh, anyhow, so this moment the match, was good. The match was a banger. Yes, yeah, good it was match. very, very, very good match. Um, they changed up their finisher, Ricochet and Braun Strowman, to where he didn't throw him this time. Right. Yeah. It, was cleaner. it was cleaner. I think it was it was, better, a, right? it was a very good finishing sequence there. And Jay yeah. scores the pinfall. Um, it's just crazy though that we had this tournament, we had the Ricochet and Bronze where we had all this build to like if not for the Usos, will they won't they uh team up again for this match? Like this would have been just a hugely anticlimactic ending otherwise to this journey. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's very hard to get into an Usos tag team title match because you know that they're going to just keep yeah. winning probably until WrestleMania. But this was a great way to build interest in this because this was the main draw of the show is where's Which is Jay? Why I was very surprised that they put it in the middle of the They're show. not the yeah. main event. Yeah. I was very surprised that when they said it's coming up next. I was like, wait, what? And I thought we were going to get swerved. Ended. Yeah, I thought we were going to get swerved to where Jimmy asked for more time. Because yeah. Jay not being there. That's where I thought we were going. But then I see everybody's ready to go. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, this should have closed the show on a good note. But then you can do what you did with Sammy and create the doubt. And as we get into it, I did think they did a decent job of protecting why the Usos won't be there next week. You know, there was there was a lot of good stuff after. <laughs> that was a gr- that was very well done in terms of yeah. that line by Paul Heyman where he says, sometimes when you watch TV, you see things that you don't... I love that. I, I You know, yeah. I love that they explain the because way... Because he knows he don't Canada? want the Usos there. He don't want the Usos there based on what he saw from Jay. It made perf- we know that we know the truth. I know but we know story the truth. storyline-wise, yeah, but... I Wait. thought it was very well done. How is Roman gonna beat Sami Zayn without the Usos help. It'll Maybe he won't. Uh oh. <gasps> With a spear. I mean he wouldn't even need to use his finisher. Probably a Superman punch. I don't know. Maybe a headlock. He's like, wait, he's gonna come out there and do a bunch of rest spots and then just pin him. Sami Zayn so. taps to a head. No, 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 no. Here's what happens in Montreal. Sami Zayn in a headlock. They call the bell. It's a Montreal screw job with a headlock. That's how we. That and it is a conspiracy, Glenn. Then Sami better be going to Mania if that's how it ends. I hope not. They better not do a triple threat match. God, I will boycott that. I, I they honestly... just did it like what two years ago with Daniel Bryan after oh. Edge won the Rumble. Yes, that's such a cop out. This is, the product is so yeah, much better. Yeah, but now. if you don't want to, if if you don't want to pin Roman. Let's say you really do want to take the titles off of Roman and you still don't want to pin him. The triple threat is the best way to go. Wait, and you know it. He's just accepting Roman. that that's a possibility? No. No, I'm throwing examples out Roman. there. He's had two years where he hasn't got to It's been a great one, year. It's to be Roman. 
once a day for 15 minutes, I, I, I act like a normal person and tell you possibilities of things that could happen in wrestling. It happens for 15, 15 seconds. I re- it's already 1 a.m. here, so I already had it for the day. I don't have to worry about it for the rest of the day. It's 15 seconds a day in which I can actually act like a normal person and be reasonable about Roman Reigns. A triple threat will protect him if you really want to go in the direction of taking the belts off of him. You know what it's going to depend on? The Sami Zayn's first appearance after Elimination Chamber. I don't That's think gonna be depending on he's that. not going to have one. He's going to be Nothing. dead. I mean, WWE is not this. booking to the whims of these fans. <laughs> They're, they're not booking. They're going to book the story that they have. And whatever happens in this plan for Sami Zayn coming out of the chamber after he gets beat is going to happen. And they're going to transition Bro, to Cody Rhodes, who was a legit draw. They did it to Edge. But, Alfred, though, but here's the thing. This idea that it's going to be Kevin and Sami versus the Usos, the Usos aren't going to be able to cost Sami an elimination chamber. Right. That's that's where I'm, like, trying to just put the together. But you could still have... You could still have Roman and Solo Sokoa beating the hell out of Sami Zayn, and then Kevin Owens comes down to make the save, and they can continue that story. And here's the thing. Here's the blessing in disguise of the Usos not being at Elimination Chamber is that now that SmackDown number is going to be huge the next week. Yeah. Then that's when they're going to run the angle with Jay choosing sides. Okay. Well, uh... In your busy day-to-day life, the last thing you should need to worry about is home security. That's why I use the Eufy Video Lock. The Eufy Video Lock is a 3-in-1 smart lock, 2K camera, and doorbell. That's three functions to triple your security in one device that's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. And it's not just for security, it's also convenient. With keyless entry, fingerprints unlock the door in less than a second. You can also assign passwords to your family members and see them coming and going with the integrated camera. See who's at your door anytime with the enhanced night vision, 2K clear sight, and two-way audio. Unlike other brands, the Eufy Video Lock has no monthly fee. It also has an 18-month warranty and customer support on standby 24-7. I love this lock when I'm far from home or receiving a package and I'm laying on the couch and don't feel like getting up. For more information, search for Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can get complete control of your door. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. We're spending more time talking about the bloodline storyline again than all of us. That's what run the show. Yeah. Everything that happened felt very pointless and filler. That's going to be the biggest challenge. I mean, so you want to talk the real big challenge for WWE right now is if Roman gets beat at Mania and takes some time off. What's the A storyline in WWE? They're going to have to Cody start- Rose becoming the face of the company. And I do think Roman's going to take time off and come back. Line. Yeah, but there needs to be a story. But with Cody, they have to build a whole thing. They have, and they will, and they'll continue to do that. He's absolutely will be a big star. At some point, maybe he'll have to turn heel to freshen it up, but I think Cody can carry the ball. He's the quarterback. Triple H is a coach. He's going to be a hangman, Adam Page, who, oh, look at this. My whole whole story was winning the title, and now that I have it, I don't know what to do with it. Let me go wrestle a few people and suck at it. It's going to suck. WWE's got this. It's going to be a great title run. He's going to be a great champion. Probably going to bring back the Winged Eagle title. He's got all kinds of people waiting in the wings. It could be Cody and Brock. It could be Cody and Gunther. It could be Cody and your boy Drew McIntyre. It could be Cody and a lot of different people. Maybe they bring back, uh, maybe by then MJF comes to WWE in 2024. We do Cody and MJF in WWE. It's going to be fire. Maybe uh, CM Punk comes to WWE. Ooh. 
Cousin Phil. Cody and Seth, Matches. you still got to run that back. Cody and Seth. Matches that I never once said, oh, I can't wait to see this match main event the next year of fucking WWE. Oh, you see, you're going to be a delight to do a podcast with with Roman taking time off. Oh, man. I'm taking we'll be time here for off. You, Isa. I'm taking time off. <laughs> I've been doing this podcast for two years. I deserve some time off, too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I thought that after my first like year and a half, I was like after Mania, I'm gonna take a break, and here here I am. Yeah, <laughs> seven years later, still going strong. I started as a one show invite, <laughs> and now I'm in three shows, and two yeah. years later, so you know how it is. <laughs> but yeah, I will. I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna recover. It's it's not. I don't have to think about it, honestly. But if it was to happen, I'm very scared for my well being. Well, it was very nice with Jay telling Jimmy I'll never leave him alone and seeing them reconcile. That was nice. But I like how they're keeping the rest of it as a bit of a question mark right now. As they should. As yeah. they should. Like what happened between Sammy doesn't have anything to do with the tag championships and Jimmy as his brother. I well, like that he showed up and said, I'm there for you. We're blood. We're day mm -hmm. ones. But I'm not going to tell you where I'm at with everything else. Yes. Everyone else is only day one-ish. They are day one. Yeah. Uh, Natal like literally, I yes, I so mean, cool. day zero, really. <laughs> they were baby day sperm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I want to hear that promo. We were once one and then we broke <laughs> off into two. <laughs> no, that's Jay, that's Jimmy's argument. Sammy ain't your sperm, I'm your sperm. <laughs> Mark it. There's the clip, Isa. There yeah, you go. Write, write that down. down. Stamp for that. Forty-six twenty-nine, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go, what, in fact, Isa, I want you to go to a live event and get that shirt made. Counts since <laughs> day sperm. No, oh, I'm gonna like day sperm, and then it's gonna have like two little sperm, but we also faces on the little. <laughs> <laughs> You have to go to the media event and no. get a photo with them. Wearing no, that. yes, you do. Yes, you do. And bring, them each, and bring them each a shirt for them. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I could actually make that happen. Sadly yes. Enough. <laughs> yes. Please. <laughs> Jimmy and Jay, they're my boys, man. Leave them alone. It, actually, I started this, so I should shut up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> they permission. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's all downhill oh. from here, folks. This podcast is peaked <laughs> for the evening. It ain't getting better than this. Um, Natalia called out Shayna Baszler. Shayna came out. Ronda came out. They beat up Natalia. Of course they did. She looked like an extra from Coolest that didn't make it. <laughs> she <enough>. did. <laughs> so Ronda's not going to be on the Montreal show, I understand. I mean, mm. they're fighting. I don't next think week. she's wrestling anybody. No, but I could see them going for the tag titles in May. Yeah, yeah that's what I think they're going to do with Shayna and Ronda. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'll be good. I guess, yeah. Um. So Jay was walking around. Sammy talked to Jay, thanked him. Uh, yeah, I like, I like how they're keeping this going. This is very interesting. 
I really do think that they're getting behind Jay because the thing with Jay Uso is I do think there's going to be this tension with Roman Reigns even if and when he rejoins a bloodline. And I think they're going to build that up toward a big uh, Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns match, which I think is going to be a big deal. Okay. It's going to be good. Um, I hated this. I hated this. I can't believe he touched him. I can't believe he gave him the little pound. Like, I, I, I'm, dis I'm very disappointed in Jay Uso's actions here. And I think he needs to not be allowed to be master manipulator. Sammy saying, I was very disappointed. We all know he's a manipulator. He needs to stay away from Jay. He said, oh, I hope I get to talk to you again. No, you don't. You betray Roman Reigns. You kiss that friendship goodbye. This is your choice, Sammy. If you're all lonely, walking around looking with that greasy hair. I, I could see Jay Uso turning on Sammy, but doing so like against his will where he knows it's what he has to do. Mm. And not necessarily being this evil heel, but like turning on him and like crying afterward. And like Roman Reigns accepting it, but like Jay Uso being conflicted about what he's done. He's not gonna cry about it. He'll cry. My boy's sure. not soft. <laughs> to your point, you see, you know what Sammy could do to, to fight against this conspiracy? Get out of here. Sammy... Well, yeah, actually, yeah, seriously. If he shows up <laughs> at Elimination Chamber with the short hair and the tight beard looking all handsome. Yeah. That uh, that's not the Sammy that really got over though. This is a know, different Sammy. Zane. That's the one that they paid to see, not the baby face. Not bad baby face. I don't know, but he, he's a really like if he shows up looking, you know, like athletic Seth Rogen in Montreal. I think uh, I think that I really could hope, get him get him more. I hope over. He gets his old theme music back. I think. I'm oh, pretty sure he will. He's got. Oh my he, god! He, I would he, love for him to go back out to that on on, yeah. on elimination to. chamber. Has to. But yeah, I think he should go classic Sammy for that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm not kidding. Like, I know I make smart ass remarks because he obviously betrayed the bloodline, but I do think he should get a haircut. Yes. And yeah. I hope Sammy went, um, Jay went and washed his hands, put a lot of sanitizer. <laughs> he probably caught COVID just from like pounding him like that. Like, I'm Damn. Super, super mad at him. Okay, wait a second. You know for a fact Sammy Zane is the type of guy that's still, he's still, he's, he's like me. He's still like masking on airplanes. Is he? And Double masking. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, he doesn't give me that kind of vibe from his look. You know who gives me a double masking responsible vibe? Cody Rhodes. He shows up looking sharp, clean in his suit. He masks. What a star. Okay. Really? You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I don't care I don't know if, about, no, I don't I don't care about either one of them. Who cares? They're going to look to Roman. I hope he stacks <laughs> them and pins them both, honestly. but God don't I get COVID. So no, he doesn't need a mask. Anyhow, good lord, you people, uh, you two specifically, uh, you love us, you love yeah. us. What would you do without us giving you shit two days a week? Come on, uh, so this was weird with Mega Morant backstage with LA Knight. And yeah. It was like, yo, we haven't heard, we haven't seen you since your pitch black match with Ray Wyatt at the Royal Rumble. And I was like, yeah, we're done talking about that. I'm looking forward to the future, yeah, and that was it. I, I was not looking at the TV when this was happening, so it sounded like like half of a promo, and it's like, is there a, another part of this promo? And, nope. and we were on to the next segment. <laughs> it's like it was like he began the promo, and then that was it. It was so weird. Yep, and he, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know where they got the idea of put the people that they put in the elimination chamber fatal four way. I think he he has some momentum. He just feel it with Bray. I know he lost, but he would have been a better idea to put in there than I don't know, Madcap Moss, Harry <laughs> Cross. Yeah, Madcap Moss showing off his new duds that uh, Emma got for him. 
did they have an angle where they got together? Did I miss something? Did they have the angle where they? Yeah, it's their... called real life, Alfred. <laughs> okay, but again, again, we're not gonna be like AEW, and then everybody knows reality. Like they, they it's true, but, it, but it's true, Alfred. <laughs> okay, you know how everyone says to me, like Glenn, you really like never let old stuff go and just remember it. When he said to Emma, "Thank you for the new clothes that you got me," my wife said, "Yeah, would she shoplift those as well?" you hold on to this longer than i do wow i love it Yo. And that was an air with the self-checkout it was a misunderstanding yeah. sure it was that's what we all say was that a walmart right was that a target yeah it was like a self-checkout walmart. at walmart buying an ipad case walmart does not play around when it comes to that stuff how you yeah know? i know oh i know <laughs> Walmart and Inglewood have me locked in. <laughs> I'm so full of crap tonight. I'm sorry. You guys got to deal with me. <laughs> Give me the light. We're breaking up after tonight. I'm in, I'm, in that, I'm in that. I want to start shit mood tonight. Apparently. <laughs> you guys are the I wish victim. an MF would. Yes. <laughs> F around. Find out. That's my mood tonight. <laughs> so Emma presumably bought some clothes for Mad Cat Moss. She needs to buy him some new theme music next. I mean, what are they doing yeah. with that theme music? They're slowly starting to get behind him, obviously, but he's not getting over with that theme music. Uh, G-R-O-J, $2 say Glenn's literally yeah, wearing the old Sammy he is. I don't so, think Sammy's was a kangaroo. Sammy, dude, though. Glenn has oh, always Sammy. loved Sammy. Yeah. Um, But they should be doing something with Emma. I mean, so here's the thing. I mean, like, jokes about that incident aside, like, I really like Emma. I thought she was an absolute badass when she left the company. Her and Dana Brooke were doing great as a team up together. She looked so cool with the sunglasses and the gimmick. And now to come back and be Madcap Moss's, like, girlfriend, that's... Man. Like... I mean, were you hopeful after they book her return to lose to Rousey in five minutes? What kind of hope do you have after that? I don't know. Actually, her and Dana back together as a tag team, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Send back to NXT. That would actually be great. It's such a weird arc for Emma because if you remember that NXT show Arrival in 2014, she's right up there with Paige and Bailey mm-hmm. and all. She's better than most of those women and should be in that pantheon of the women's revolution. But she was the one who kind of fell off among everybody else. And I, I yeah. could never explain why that happened. In fact, so much so when she got let go over the shoplifting misunderstanding, it was the online rallying of fans that got her like rehired and apologized to the same day. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody missed something the same way she missed paying for that iPad case. (laughs) I don't want to pull an MJF here. But I accidentally walked out of like Walmart before realizing I didn't scan an item. I have to. Like, accidentally? Accidentally? Yes. Like, oh, I get the scan. What was the item? Was it the most expensive? No, it was like a Diet Coke or something. It was like I picked up the bottle and had it in my hand because uh, I was going to drink it and I just forgot to scan it. I accidentally walked out with an LCD TV 46 inches in an iPad. <laughs> Complete misunderstanding. Yeah. So I was walking very fast, too. Anyhow, uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan took on Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. But why? The Karen connection. Yes. Yeah. And they lost. See, this is we need my, we need Naomi to come back now. WWE needs to be mending fences with Naomi to come in and pay this thing off with Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. I popped for Chelsea saying she had what, what did she say? Facial facial amnesia. Facial amnesia. Facial amnesia. Yeah. This is a what? great character. 
it's all character too. They're not going to have her win any matches. She's going to keep losing and stuff. But I'm into this character that Chelsea yeah, Green's playing. I like it. Yeah. Oh, wrestling is art. Emma and Moss, the air couple. Uh, <laughs> he did remind me. Wrestling is art did remind that. I yeah, I do believe it did happen during that match, the mixed tag team match they had with uh, Karrion Cross. I think they that's when they became an item. Oh, got it. Um, so Liv and Raquel won their match against the Karen connection. Um, <laughs> Charlotte Flair sat down with Michael Cole. She looked great. I loved her dress. Kind of a yeah. heel promo. I mean, Rhea Ripley's the monster heel in storyline, but people are going to be cheering for Rhea, I think, in this match. And Charlotte Flair cut what was really a heel promo. Rhea's got to win that match. She has to. Do you see the new shirt they made for Charlotte? No. No. Where it says flare, but the L and the A look like 14 and the 14 times. It's actually oh. a pretty clever design. They don't really put a lot of effort into their designs recently. I appreciated the the, the wordplay on that one. Nice. It's not going to be as good as my day's permit shirt, but no. oh, they try. Maybe that should be in the style of uh, that AJ Styles shirt from No, TNA. no, just stop right now. Fortune? No, the AJ Styles shirt. The worst wrestling Oh, yes, shirt yes, ever. yes. Yes, yes. God, how can we forget that? Oh, my God. That, who owns that shirt? I need to know who bought that shirt. Like, <laughs> I want to interview item. you on my channel. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Rey Mysterio versus Karrion Cross versus Santos Escobar versus Madcap Moss in a fatal four-way number one contenders match. Booyaka. For the Intercontinental Championship. And hey, maybe there's something to Emma getting Madcap that new gear because Madcap Moss won. I know. I was shocked. Who did he pin? Did he pin, uh, he pin Ray? Scarlet tripped Mysterio while Escobar began brawling with Cross. Moss takes advantage, ascends to the top, then delivers an elbow drop for the win. I don't know. To Cross? I don't know. It couldn't have been Cross. I got to go back and figure out. That, that's it might have been I mean. Santos. This match, I hope not. That's what I'm worried about. This match was so memorable that we can't even remember who, Ray. Got, the, who got pinned. Ray. Wow, they pinned Ray. Good. I mean, Ray's um, sole existence in life right now is to get beat up by his son. I can't wait. That's going to be a hot wrestle. That's another hot program they're going to have for WrestleMania is Ray mm -hmm. versus Dominic. People are going to be into that. I, um, being at the Rumble Live, they didn't. Like I, they didn't have the screens on, so I didn't know what was going on. So I gotta tell you, when I heard Rey Mysterio's entrance music, I didn't realize he never came out. So when Dominic comes out, I'm like, "Where's the moment? Like, where's Rey? Like, I need to see it. I'm waiting for it." Like, it took me like 20 minutes to yeah. realize that Rey never even entered the freaking Rumble. I feel bad that he got injured during that match because I really did want to see that moment between the two of them. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. I think they're gonna have a good feud, yes. and they did a great job splitting them up, sending Rey to. To SmackDown, letting Dominic become his own thing. We'll see where it goes, but I didn't yeah. think he would take the pin here. I thought Madcap was going to take the pin. Madcap Moss <laughs> won a main event over Karrion Cross in the main event <clears throat> of SmackDown. Yeah. You know what this was? This is the main roster version of Gallus winning those tag team titles, where it's like Ray, Karrion, <laughs> and Santos are all people they're working on, and then you just got this random Madcap Moss coming in and winning the match. But do you but when you go on to face Gunter, do you really win? That's true. Maybe no. they did it on purpose. Maybe they, it was a strategy and they were like, let this guy win. I'm not facing yeah. Gunter. <laughs> Think about I mean, it. Like, I would. I'll be like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I like the fish eye cam with Gunther when he was up in the skybox. Yeah, mm. I, I said that too. It was a nice it, it was a yeah. nice uh visual. Yeah. 
I mean, Madcap, something about that made him look more terrifying. <laughs> and Madcap can wrestle. I just think that the joke gimmick was awful. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I too soon to tell if they're going to do something good with him here. Madcap is a talent. They've got definitely got something there. He's a hell of an athlete. He can work. He's been there forever. He knows how to work the WWE style. It's up to them to create something with him. So it's all on them with Madcap Moss. I think he can be a star, but they don't do anything with him. Yeah, we shall see. But then the go-home moment, Paul Heyman talking to Jimmy Uso. And he got off the phone with Roman Reigns and he wants him to stay home next week because sometimes you can see things on television that you don't see live. Love it. Yeah. Don't love the Uso staying home, but I like this angle. I mean, we don't really have a choice here. So for them to still kind of like protect them, I I liked it. I thought it was great. They should have a watch along stream with the Usos. No, they're not going to take my viewership. No, they should have watch along stream. And of course, they're they're like, (laughs) I want the experience. I want the Usos sitting around like singing along to the Fox Sports theme when it's on that terrible loop at the beginning. (laughs) I want them being like, damn, Shaq's in a lot of commercials. Man, Craig Robinson's in a lot of commercials. Like, I want the true SmackDown experience with the Usos watching that from home. Like how they have the Manning cast, they can have the Usos yeah. cast, like the two brothers yeah. talking about wrestling. The pop when their Papa John's commercial comes on, you know, you'll hear them sit there and you know t- comment on people's ring gear. Yeah, because I'm here for it. I'd still watch Issa's live stream. To be completely honest, Thank I'm loyal you. to Issa. However, I would enjoy. You if can they watch one on one and one on the other. You okay. know, just say. Issa, why don't you? hit the Usos up and do get them on your live stream because they have to watch the entire show. Paul Heyman said they had to. I should. You know? I should. You know, they are best of both worlds. Problem solved. <laughs> okay. Rampage. They showed the wrong promo before Rampage. Did they? Did they? they showed last week's promo. Of course they did. They oh, talked really? about, about Christopher Daniels taking on Roosh and like I saw, I was like, oh. this was last week's show. Um, Did I ever tell you about the time that I was watching Rampage to do this show and I was watching the wrong show for a solid 20 minutes and didn't even notice? What were you watching? I was watching the week before. Didn't even notice. I did that too. Well, And then there's other times where I turn on the right show, but I just don't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, spoiler alert, Orange Cassidy was in the main event of a Rampage episode. Mr. Friday Night. And the acclaimed appeared, but didn't didn't rap. It didn't make any sense. After what they just went through, they're gonna come out and make a save. Yeah. Why? Nobody made the save for them. They should be. They. Should, I don't know. That it gives me a bad feeling that they're not gonna have them go after those tag titles again, and that oh, scares me. They better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they should win those back very soon. That they should have never been, lost them. Yeah, that might have been something for the live crowd though, because if you, that all happened in one night, so they were probably taken out of it. I mean, I don't know why you wait to the end to bring them back, but they really tried by playing the acclaims music afterwards. So maybe they just did if this they care the crowd, about yeah. the live crowd, how about you give them a decent ending to the show in which the acclaim don't lose and yeah. everybody's happy and you don't have to worry about making it up to them later. You know, just a common sense, just a thought. Yeah, I don't get this decision at all. I just think that they wanted to make a splash and get a headline. Well, we open tonight with the Blackpool, Com- Blackpool Combat Club versus the Butcher of the Blade and Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford. Good technical professional wrestling match. Good. Yeah, you know, it's boring. Yeah. 
I agree. You didn't you didn't feel energized after the CISA? You didn't feel invigorated and ready to watch more wrestling? No, I went back to Twitter and tried to look up the clip of Jey Uso coming down the steps and watched yeah. it over and over, and I had so much more fun doing that. <laughs> Did you do that too, Glenn? Uh, I think I just eaten dinner <laughs> when this came on. No, I think uh, I was looking up Spanish music. Mm-hmm. That's going to be this year. My wife and I have already decided every new band we listen to this year is going to be something we discovered from Spain, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Argentina. I gave you some good songs. To I know band. you gave me some. Songs. We were we, we might be doing a, a new a new thing, new uh, Spanish music thing together. Yeah, nice. but I did. I sent you. I sent you some yeah. songs that I thought you would vibe to at least. Yeah, they were good. They were good. They they, they definitely were my were my scene. But no, I mean, these matches just are very thrilling to watch, especially live. These matches go over great live because everybody gets their stuff in. It's very competitive, great back and forth. It's just on TV. When we just came out of a really hot angle on SmackDown and a big storyline, you go into this and it's just kind of like, okay, now we're going to watch, you know, this all-star wrestling jam. And a lot of these matches are just presented like, here, here's the match. And there's really no rhyme or reason for why the match is happening. Yeah. Um, but this was good. Blackpool <clears throat> Combat Club won. And uh, then we had a video from Darby Allen and Sting. He's not going to challenge Smojo for the TNT Championship. But he's going to repay Ortiz. And we saw the Jericho Appreciation Society exacting the revenge on the Impractical Jokers. I like the Practical Joker show. I mean, it's all right, but these guys need to learn how to sell. This is not good. Agreed. It was fine. Some of these crossovers, I mean, granted, not like Raw didn't have a share of weird crossovers, but it's crazy that like, I'm sorry, Issa. No, I was just going to say something off topic, but I was talking to you guys earlier about how I felt back in the day that AW was an alternate, like a different option. The Jericho Cruise just happened, and I remember when AEW did that episode where they showed those matches mm-hmm. from the yeah. cruise, and it was it was such a cool visual. Nothing. They had half yeah. of the roster in the cruise, and they showed nothing. I would have rather watch an hour of look at these matches that happened on the A in the Jericho Cruise than what they put on. That's a good idea. I would have definitely rather watched that. They they need to take advantage because they just hired Michael Mansuri. He's supposed to be the production wizard who mm-hmm. should. Add pageantry to the product. I think that would have been a great idea. Yeah, I just remember. And I and I thought that that was some of, one of the coolest. I love seeing wrestling in different venues, different styles. And the visuals of those matches from the Jericho Cruise was super cool. So I was just like, they had JS doing this dumb segment with the Impractical Jokers. Show us a good match that happened on the cruise with the crowd and the ocean and the mm. alcohol. It's great. That would be so much better. Well, after the Impractical Jokers tonight, Issa, which HBO Warner Brothers Discovery property would you like to see AEW crossover with next? Why? Well, because corporate synergy, you know? We get the Rick and Morty crossover. We get the Impractical Jokers crossover. DC Universe. DC? I'm sure for The Flash, there will be something. Bring Nightwing. Oh, God. I'm going to say Nathan Fielder in the rehearsal should be the crossover next. There you go. What about The Last of Us? 
Who, why not go all the way and go su succession? The oh last my god! Of us. Oh yeah! Stop! Stop bringing shows that are actually good. Like, why are you guys trying to ruin? No, because we should have the Logan. We should have the Roy family take over AEW yeah. for a week, and it should just be no, all. No, they will parody. still. It will still mean that they'll it. have to do something, and they'll mess it up. I'm telling you, they'll <laughs> mess it up. <laughs> No, the Larry Sanders show. That, that's what they got to do. They got to bring out, they got to have an, uh, who, one hour of the Larry Sanders who, who, show. Who's, who's still alive that's not canceled from the Larry Sanders show? Uh, well, that's Beverly, I was going to say, we're going to have Beverly come out and run the show for everything yeah, still. You know, no, they got Hank. So <laughs> you can't, I don't think Hank's showing up. No, um, I don't think it'll be Hank. No, just yeah, I mean, not all of succession. What what if cousin Greg gets put in charge of AEW and books that for a week? That'd well, be great. they already book it like he is. So I don't think there'd be much difference. <laughs> Ah, uh, so I miss talking about the Usos. What do you think the Usos are doing right now, Isa? Drinking, having a drink together. <laughs> They're live streaming. <laughs> um, Lexi Nair was backstage with Dustin Rhodes, and I like this. I'm cutting the promo on Swerve, uh, and then Parker, Bordeaux, and Trench attacking Dustin. I, I love a Dusty Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes promo. I think he doesn't miss. I think he's great, but a little clout chasing this storyline. They're really uh, leaning into that Rhodes family name, talking about Cody Rhodes. Stop chasing Cody Rhodes' clout. You had him. He was gold. Those toxic fans turned on him, and now that same Cody Rhodes is making all this money in WWE. You had an opportunity. Stop clout chasing with Cody Rhodes. And Swerve wished him a happy Black History Month. He did. I thought that was hilarious, and I thought that was great. Great timing. Swerve is a man. WWE reshowed the same Kofi, which is great, the Kofi package from last week. But I'm they need to make a new one. They need yeah. to make it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little kind of like, hey guys, we only have so much to choose from for this. <laughs> like it was a little it was a little bit of a self-own on yeah. WWE's part. Yeah, all these reruns every week, like just <laughs> I, I agree. They could have even, I mean, not that I'm suggesting they do this. They could they've done these packages in the past. You could use an old package for another wrestler. You don't have to the same one every week. Just something. Um, Ruby, I would love to see the backstage discussion, though, of that and why they can't include some performers that are no longer with the company. Or It was interesting. But, yeah, it, it was noted tonight. It stood, In fact, it stood out to me tonight to anyone that was paying attention. Um, Ruby, I just so sent you guys the shirt design uh -oh. Twitter DMs. Thank you, Dylan, yes. for working on that so fast. Dylan is a man. Shout out to Dylan, friend of the show. <laughs> <Can't wait. laughs> Dylan Matthews just made the shirt. Dylan, can we get it to look more like the AJ Styles shirt, perhaps? <laughs> oh my God. I'm done. Oh my I'm Dylan gosh. Matthews has made the Uso Dylan is a day talent. Spermish. Day spermish. Let me tell you something right now. I'm a if that t-shirt becomes a reality, I'm wearing that t-shirt. Okay, so here's what we got to do. We got to raise the design up a little bit. And just, Dylan, if you could just tweak the, tweak the font to look like the Usos Day 1-ish font. And I think then it will be complete. Yeah. Day, sperm. Day, you put day on one line, sperm on the other, ish on the last one. <laughs> I want one in so a crew neck. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dylan, I'm a, giving you I notes. I want a crop top. This looks awesome. Dylan, Issa, will you, will, you, will you wear this shirt in public to a non-wrestling event, Issa? Stop. Yeah, <laughs> to the gym. 
Okay, I only wear my wrestling shirts to the gym, so that's probably yeah. where he will make an appearance. Okay, Dylan, you got you got our notes. Uh, DM me. We'll 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 do some revisions. We'll get this uh, ready for prime time. Even if you wore this to a wrestling event, they'd be like, "What the hell? <laughs> Why are the Usos on Swerve?" I have it a merch store. Sense. I have a merch store. We're gonna make this happen. I'm telling Let's you. Let's go. It makes sense, and we're all gonna wear it for a show. Yeah. I can't wait. I I'm also excited. need to look up something about the conception of the twins. Is it the same sperm and an egg that splits? Is it two sperm? I I I, I only know I was I was absent for a few days during sex ed as a kid. Mm. So, but did you get to put the condom and the banana? They did that for us. They would show us. You didn't get to experience it. No, no. But but I'm, let me let me say let me ask you something. But did you have to like cut open a frog? Uh, I. No, I got out of that. I had to cut open a worm, and I was like, no, this isn't for I me. I was going to say, like, it makes no sense that you cannot put a condom on the banana, but they I make know. you cut open a frog. Like, education is so messed up. Yeah. It's weird. But did everyone get the same cautionary tale when they were doing the sex ed? They were like, don't use saran wrap in a rubber band, because I know somebody that got pregnant that way. Like, I've met no, a dozen no. people who heard that got story. that advice. <laughs> okay. Who's teaching this class? <laughs> Sounds like a wild teacher. It was the 80s, man. It was a crazy time. It just reminded me. You just reminded me of never being kissed where her friends get stuck and giving the the sex ed class and she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. That's who you got. That's who you got. It was a wild time in the in the <clears throat> 80s. Um so Ruby Soho versus Marina Shafir with Vicky Guerrero. Ruby got a pretty easy victory here. And shocker, this match happened about halfway through the show. She's in the middle, so we don't know whose side she's on. It's the WWE girls versus the AEW girls. And uh, is she Ruby Soho or is she Ruby Riot? <gasps> the drama. Uh, Who is yes. she, though? Who do you think she's going to lean with? Oh, AEW. She's Ruby Soho. Soraya and Tony Storm came out to the ring, and then Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter attacked Soraya and Storm. Soho conflicted, watched. Oh, Mark Briscoe. This was a high point. I missed it, so please enlighten me. It's good. You cut a promo, had a lot of energy, faced off with Josh Woods, and they're gonna have a match next week. On yeah, Dynamite? Did they say Dynamite? I think it's on Rampage. I, I don't know yeah. what they I don't know if they said it. I'm sure uh it should be on Dynamite. He gave them the best ratings they yeah. have gotten in forever. Put him on the Dynamite. The only time they did a million viewers all yeah. year was the draw Mark Briscoe. So you better put him on Dynamite. And I was surprised that they just threw him in a backstage segment because they didn't you know, promote him, and I figured that he'd because do they live. didn't want no, no, no. That's exactly why, because they wanted people to tune in tonight. So if they hadn't come yeah. out in front of the crowd and say his promo there, everybody wouldn't know what he was in for. And uh, so it was, it was, it was always said that it was going to be like us, like an add-in. So that way right. it would be like a surprise factor for everyone. Okay. Which, in a way, is smart. But I wonder, like you said, so the, the live crowd happy. Maybe they had him come out there, and we didn't see it. But at least. I think it was smart because everybody would have put it all over social media what it was. Yeah. And everybody was watching the show for him tonight, basically. I did see a lot of hype around it. Yeah, it was good. Very well received. Uh, look forward to that love, match. Love Mark Briscoe, man. Uh, I'm happy Jungle... he's in good spirits. Sorry, guys. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. And in fact, credit to him being able to to do this. And He's handled this very well. I know he's very religious. He's a man of faith, so he's been leading on that. But, I mean, everybody says that Mark Briscoe, he's not like, you know, obviously he's very heartbroken and stuff like that. But he's been very positive throughout this experience yeah. with Jay because he knows that, like, Jay's in a better place. So it's good that he's handling this well and he's 
going back to work and doing a good job. He's the biggest draw in AEW right now. A lot of times that's the best thing you can do. Like everybody grieves differently, right? But distraction work, like staying busy yeah. really can help someone move on. I did see a clip of him talking about his faith on being the elite, the episode mm. that he was a part of. And yeah, it looks like he's a big, you know, he's big on his faith and whatever is keeping him going is keeping him going. He's, yeah. he's incredible. Oh, absolutely. Um, Jungle Boy squashed uh, Ryan Namath tonight. Baby Dolph. Was Ryan walking funny? <laughs> Wait, what? Why would Ryan be walking funny? Oh, <laughs> uh, you have to watch BTE, Alfred. Oh, okay. I haven't watched that. In you know, months. you have to watch all the vlogs to be able to keep yeah. up with the storylines. <laughs> Ryan Neve is a legit funny guy. So he I, is. Whatever he this is. is, he does comedy too. He's, he's very funny. He's BTE's kids. I used to hate him when he, they first started putting him on BTE. I was like, why? And now I actually look forward to his bits. Okay. Uh, Brian Cage and Prince Nana came down to the ring, had a stare down with Jungle Boy after the match. Can't That'll be a great match. Jungle Boy beat him. Like he always beats all these big guys, and we're supposed to believe it. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it'll be great because they're both Lucha guys and I think they'll work well together. Uh, Dylan Matthews saying there's a reason why Jungle Boy's still a boy. Well, he hasn't had his bar mitzvah yet. So, you know. <laughs> Is that what we're waiting for? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I, I never had mine and I'm convinced that's what's kept me from aging. Really? You never had a bar mitzvah, Glenn? We should have a podcast. Would you like to do that? on? Uh... Yeah. My, my parents got divorced when I was 10 and it was like my mom, like we didn't celebrate Hanukkah after that, you know, and I don't know. Then when we moved back, we're, we were near my dad and he was still, I mean, my dad's still, still been a rabbi, but aside from the gift hall, I was never really that motivated to to do it. Mm. Oh, so yeah. it was you. They, they, did they suggest that you do it? And they said that I could actually, but you know, the funny thing, my father has used me getting bar mitzvah. He used that as an excuse for many times to get out of things <laughs> in the nineties. Oh, I'm working with my son. He's getting bar mitzvah soon. You know, I don't know what he was going to do when he ran out of kids to use that as an excuse for. Is it, are you going to be okay if you don't ever get it? That's a good question. Well, like, you know, like in my, like in the faith that I was raising, if I don't get baptized, I'm going to be a baby head, like floating in limbo in hell, apparently, if somebody doesn't throw water over your head. That's what they said. Wow. Wow. I should look into that. Yeah. You don't know. You do you want to be a floating head in hell? You're gonna look like one of those sperms. <laughs> <laughs> I heard so many things about why babies get baptized. Like it may... that's gonna well, be in the in the little cartoon for for the Usos cartoon. That should be in the intro. Is like the little sperms. <laughs> with <Usos heads. laughs> And instead of racing the ones, it's just little sperm swimming up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what's wrong with us? <laughs> I have a GRJ I'm just saying, picturing it. It's hilarious. With the ones. Hebrew is a thing. Here I am in 2023 trying to learn Spanish, and I've let my Hebrew completely lapse. So. Yeah, one one language at a time. Uh, so Orange Cassidy, Danhausen went to the ring. Lee Moriarty and Stokely Hathaway already waiting, and we had Orange Cassidy versus Lee Moriarty for the AEW All Atlantic Championship. And wouldn't you know it, 
on a taped show, Orange Cassidy won and retained. Has he ever lost on Rampage? That's a good question. I think he might be undefeated. Wow. He's like the Undertaker of Rampage. If you lose on Rampage, but nobody watches it, does it really happen? And it's like you, the three in the forest. <laughs> you guys are never going to believe this. You guys are never going to believe this. But after the match, Orange Cassidy was attacked. Uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett attacked. Satnam Singh attacked. And uh, Lethal hit Cassidy with Paul Walter Hauser's Golden Globe. And then the acclaimed came out with Billy Gunn and made the save. So we I had really Orange Cassidy in the main it. event and an attack after. I already mentioned it. The acclaim coming out to make the save makes absolutely no sense. I hope yeah. it doesn't mean they're going away from the from the tag titles. Nothing makes sense. Uh, you see people. <laughs> nothing, makes nothing, nothing, nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. I do like Orange Castle in the ring. I just, I still can't get behind that gimmick. It's just not for me. I think Rampage... He's on a scale of one to ten. How much effort is Tony Khan putting into booking and producing Rampage each week? Negative ten. Wow. No. I would say a five. Wow. Wow. Wait. Yeah, oh, oh just five. Rampage. Oh, you're not just talking about Rampage. the whole product. Just Rampage. Oh, just Rampage. Yeah. Well, I'll, let's go with two. I give it a three. But okay. Look. So if we add all of it together, we're still in the negative. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to make this very clear. This is not any wrestler's fault the talent goes out there they bust their ass they put on a show they put you know their, their uh, bumps on the bump card like they are giving it their all but maybe because it's taped maybe because it's so formulaic now um you can't really do surprises on a tape show like this is starting to feel like i'm more excited about dark and bte because I feel like there's genuinely more effort put into uh, giving us something than That's there is. All it, it really shouldn't just be a show filled with wrestling matches. Like they just, in terms of effort, they just need to tell better stories and do more cliffhangers legitimately on dynamite. Maybe even in your main event that lead to rampage. Like you've got to sacrifice something in order to make people care about rampage. But if it's just going to be wrestling matches, nobody's going to care. King Kia, wow, saying Tony is giving a 10 effort. He just has a level three story. Whoa. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not wrong. Somehow I worse. Um, but no, I, so actually, I do think more backstage segments, more storytelling. When we were getting those music videos, when we were getting those elaborate taped promos, like, yeah. yes, you can't do surprises with the matches, but you know what? Why not have? like a cinematic match. Why not do some things that we're not expecting rather than just, here's how we entertained the dynamite crowd for an hour after we went off the air, you know? Yeah. Cinematic match. I mean, that could be an option, especially if like people didn't see it live and it's something that you'd have yeah. to tune in to see. Yeah. They got to do something because this is, when's the last time we even had a live rampage? It sucked too. Battle of the Belts. That was what, like a month ago? A yeah, month I think it was like a the month last ago. live yeah. rampage was not all that entertaining. Wait, really? No, no, one that was the one in Seattle, right? Or no, it was either in Seattle or the, Oregon. There was one of the last two lives that they did that I was also like, wait, this was live. I remember. Yeah. We get like six live rampages a year. No, every every once in a while, one is good, but some of them still feel the same. The the only difference is the crowd energy. Yeah. Well, but at least the, okay. Let me put it this way: when it's live. 
there's at least a possibility of what you don't expect happening, happening. When it is taped, yes. if anything out of the ordinary happened, if there's a botch, if somebody gets hurt, if there's blood in a match, if there's a great match, you're going to hear about it ahead of time. But when. if it's good, I think that's going to help the product. When SmackDown was taped all those years, whenever something would happen, it would jump the rating. Like I remember when Christian lost the world title and it was this big controversy. That did one of their best numbers of the year mm -hmm. because people were like, oh, I have to see this. But see, I don't think they're putting that level of effort in because no, I think they're their mentality, because their mentality is it's going to get spoiled. See, I don't think they buy into that theory because if they did, they would be doing that. They'd be doing, they'd be doing stuff. They're not doing the strategy of let's do this Wednesday. So everybody's talking about Thursday and has to tune in Friday. Yeah. No, I agree. I think if for the first maybe couple of months, and it, this went quicker than I thought it would, for the first couple of months, they were treating it like an A-show where they'd mm -hmm. have Britt Baker in the main event with Red Velvet. They had Christian beat Kenny Omega, and this was and a show. And Punk show up yes, on Rampage. absolutely. And, and I remember for a few weeks, they only had him wrestle at Rampage. Yeah. 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 And then as soon as they decided that this is the B-show, as soon as the, it became clear that Rampage is the B-show, now they it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, well, we can't do that on Rampage. Yeah. So once you frame it like that, it becomes obvious that it's not as important. They got to do something. They, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate because... Um, and, and I do think there is probably a small portion of the AEW audience that watches this show on Fridays because it is on After SmackDown and catches up with Dynamite in bits and pieces. Yeah, very small. You know? I don't know. So that was wrestling tonight. Issa, how you feeling? Salty and like you want to fight with somebody? Yeah. Tell okay. me <laughs> Just going to soften him up for Roman. Whatever he needs. I can't wait until the next media day where you get to interview Sami Zayn and be like, so what's it like to be a traitor? <laughs> I would too. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, we should wrap this up. Take it home. We're going to be back Tuesday for NXT. All the excitement, the fallout from Vengeance Day continues in the long build to stand and deliver. And next week, Illumination Chamber. It's going to be exciting. Uh, everybody, Alfred's online at This Is Nasty. East is at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. I'm at Kleiner Rubenstein, and we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.